The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. This evening, um, I wanted to share a little bit about a piece I was inspired with this week. Um, I read a piece about sympathetic joy, otherwise known as appreciative joy. And it's most frequently, I guess, referred to as mudita, which is the ancient Pali word for this quality, um, which is one of the main qualities that we cultivate during happy hour. This mudita or sympathetic joy is thought to have, and I I can say it does have, many benefits. Um, It can help us shift towards a more wholesome and a happier state of mind and heart. Sometimes when I'm having a challenging day or a little bit uh, down, I have found that mudita helps shift that state. It leads to an ability to be unselfish and also unselfishly ethical in, in a way that's sort of not preoccupied with, with oneself. And ultimately, it helps us to free ourselves from identifying too much with some fixed idea we have about us. So it's very interesting in offering this to other people. We, we get tremendous benefits. So here's an excerpt from what I read, um, which was an essay called Is Unselfish Joy Practicable by Nyanaponika Tara, a Buddhist monk. If this potential for unselfish joy is widely and methodically encouraged and developed, starting with the Buddhist child, or for that matter, with any child, and continued with adults, individuals and Buddhist groups, including the Sangha, the seed of mudita can grow into a strong plant, which will blossom forth and find fruition in many other virtues as a kind of beneficial chain reaction. Magnanimity, tolerance, generosity of both heart and purse, friendliness and compassion. When unselfish joy grows, many noxious weeds in the human heart will die a natural death or will at least shrink, such as jealousy and envy, ill will in various degrees and manifestations, cold-heartedness, miserliness, also in one's concern for others, and so forth. Unselfish joy can indeed act as a powerful agent in releasing dormant forces of good in the human heart. So I find this list of noxious weeds in the human heart that he uh, tells us about um, interesting. You know, he says they'll die a natural death or they'll shrink with this practice. And he lists jealousy, envy, ill will, cold-heartedness, miserliness, and so forth. So, you know, as he lists these things, I think it's really important to treat any of these kinds of states of mind and heart in themselves as deserving of compassion. So often these forms of ill will or maybe hard-heartedness or an inability or reluctance to give to other people springs from past harm that one has experienced. So someone who has felt 
constant deprivation or a major threat of loss over and over again might find it very hard to feel safe or okay in giving to others. You know, someone to whom others have been cruel might mistakenly think of themselves as cold-hearted or not that warm because significant people in their lives haven't behaved in ways that inspired warmth. Um, Someone who's experiencing depression, fear, sadness, or downhearted states might have been on the receiving end of unkindness from other people. So I don't believe people are born with these afflictive states of heart and mind. Um, So if you, you know, as we do this, this practice, if you find anything that's less than ideal springing up in your mind or heart, it's a good time to be compassionate for the suffering that caused those things to be true. Um, then there's this note that Nanaponikatera makes that Mudita, the Mudita seed starts this beneficial chain reaction. And he lists magnanimity, which is, you know, it's a word we don't use that often, but it's uh, defined in the dictionary as a loftiness of spirit, enabling one to bear trouble calmly, to disdain meanness and pettiness, and to display a noble generosity. So he lists that, tolerance, generosity of heart and purse, friendliness and compassion. So this is interesting. He's seeing mudita as a chain reaction that leads to kindness or friendliness and compassion. So this is interesting. You know, these these qualities of heart and mind that we're developing during happy hour are so interwoven. In a lot of ways, they depend on one another. So you can imagine there has to be at least a little kindness in us to begin with, to even want to try cultivating feelings of sympathetic joy for others. You know, there has to be at least some ability to feel good that someone else's life is going well. Um, there's an ability to see where another person might deserve kindness or compassion as we develop these qualities. So, you know, they're all present in some ways at times. Um, and we need not be concerned if we're starting with only the tiniest seed of a good feeling about someone else's good fortune. Even the thought, well, that's nice that thing, good things are happening for you, is enough. You don't need to try and force some great big emotion. Um, you can receive whatever the heart and mind come up with and begin with some compassion for yourself um, and for others. So let's experiment this evening with finding and nurturing some appreciative joy. So settling in to the meditation at a pace that's comfortable for you. Finding a supportive way to sit or lie down or stand, whatever you're doing. And receiving the state of mind, state of heart, the state of body that are present for you in this moment. 
recognizing what's here and allowing whatever is here. With some kindness, perhaps with some sense of compassion or perhaps even some happiness at what's arising. Whether it's pleasant, you can receive it. Unpleasant, that can be received and allowed. What is most prominent in awareness? If there's a so-called mental weed present, receiving it, allowing it to take a seat and tell you all about itself. Recognizing if there is such a state of mind, whether there was some suffering that you experienced, some lack of generosity from someone else, or some um, difficult circumstances that brought up some vulnerability in you. or even a kind of unpleasant feeling. Some people hearing about sympathetic joy, it might bring up a feeling that their life has had so little joy. Or that others have not been so kind to you. And if that's true, receive that with some gentleness. It's natural that any suffering that's present brings up some reactivity, some difficulty. But by allowing awareness simply to see it, you're receiving everything that passes, everything that arises, all experience equally. Might send this state of heart, mind, and body some kind wishes simply to help settle. Wishes for well-being.
May every part of you that ever suffered from cruelty heal and be well. Sending the wish, may this heart be safe and free from harm. May happiness begin to grow where unhappiness once prevailed. May this body, this heart, and this mind be free of suffering. May it be nurtured. And when you're ready, perhaps turning the attention towards someone for whom you can imagine offering a steady stream of sympathetic joy. Maybe you feel good about what's happening in their life. Could be a mentor or a friend with whom you have a fairly good relationship. someone doesn't readily come to mind, it could even be an inspiring person you might not know that well or might not know personally, but perhaps their writing or their teaching has been important to you, their guidance in some way. Whichever person you settle with, allowing the mind to be filled with images and thoughts of the person as they go about their life. allowing the heart to experience some inclination towards a little bit of sympathetic good feeling. could be contentment for them or happiness for them or outright joy for them. Even in the most basic of ways, 
sending wishes like some that I'll name here, which you can repeat or just allow to pass through your mind. May your well-being continue and grow. May your happiness continue and increase. I feel good to see that you're respected, maybe even loved by others. May you continue to enjoy respect and love of people in your life. May it increase. May ease and peace continue for you and never come to an end. As we continue to meditate in silence, bring as many details as you can to mind and to your heart that are good things happening in this person's life. Perhaps with each one, sending the wish, may this continue and grow for you. May this never cease. I feel happy for your good fortune. Feeling free to come up with your own phrases to send these wishes of sympathetic joy or appreciative joy to this person. If things other than joy come to mind or heart, 
receiving them, allowing them with compassion, simply noticing what's here, and then gently returning the mind to the person you'd like to send some joy to.
One of the really wonderful ways that you can continue cultivating this sympathetic joy is in um, spending time in these breakout groups, listening to each other. And when other people have some insight or they recognize something um, in their practice that is important to be aware of, that can be held with so much joy in this group. So I think it's um, really a great practice to be able to listen deeply to other people and also watch what comes up in your own heart and mind as you do this. So we'll go into breakout groups of three people each. And this is an opportunity to share just one thing at a time and go around the circle a number of times so that each person gets a chance to share um, probably multiple times. And uh, then we'll have about 10 minutes to spend together. And um, the idea is to not offer advice or commentary, but um, just to give each person their turn and listen carefully. And we're not trying to educate each other here. We're trying to educate ourselves and be inspired by one another. So I hope you enjoy this time together. And if you end up in a room alone, don't worry, I'll find you and I'll move you to another room. David, if you can hear me and you wish to join the group, you need to click on join.